Section 4 of Norway, Sweden, Denmark, Iceland, Greenland, and the Search for the Poles. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Devorah Allen. The World Story, Volume 8. Norway, Sweden, Denmark, Iceland, Greenland, and the Search for the Poles. Edited by Eva March Tappen. Section 4. The Horse Sleipnir, from the Younger Edda. Thou madest mention, said Gangler, of the horse Sleipnir. To whom does he belong, and what is there to say respecting him? Thou seemest to know nothing either about Sleipnir or his origin, replied Har, but thou wilt no doubt find what thou wilt hear worthy of thy notice. Once upon a time, when the gods were constructing their abodes, and had already finished Midgard and Valhalla, a certain artificer came and offered to build them, in the space of three half-years, a residence so well fortified that they should be perfectly safe from the incursion of the frost-giants and the giants of the mountains, even although they should have penetrated within Midgard. But he demanded for his reward the goddess Freya, together with the sun and moon. After long deliberation, the Aesir agreed to his terms, provided he would finish the whole work himself without anyone's assistance, and all within the space of one winter. But if anything remained unfinished on the first day of summer, he should forfeit the recompense agreed on. On being told these terms, the artificer stipulated that he should be allowed the use of his horse, called Svadilfari, and this, by the advice of Loki, was granted to him. He accordingly set to work on the first day of winter, and during the night let his horse draw stone for the building. The enormous size of the stones struck the Aesir with astonishment, and they saw clearly that the horse did one half more of the toilsome work than his master. Their bargain, however, had been concluded in the presence of witnesses, and confirmed by solemn oaths, for without these precautions a giant would not have thought himself safe among the Aesir especially when Thor returned from an expedition he had then undertaken towards the east against evil demons. As the winter drew to a close, the building was far advanced, and the bulwarks were sufficiently high and massive to render this residence impregnable. In short, when it wanted but three days to summer, the only part that remained to be finished was the gateway. Then sat the gods on their seats of justice, and entered into consultation, inquiring of one another, who among them could have advised to give Freya away to Jotunheim, or to plunge the heavens in darkness by permitting the giant to carry away the sun and moon? They all agreed that no one but Loki, the son of Laufe, and the author of so many evil deeds, could have given such bad counsel, and that he should be put to a cruel death if he did not contrive some way or other to prevent the artificer from completing his task and obtaining the stipulated recompense. They immediately proceeded to lay hands on Loki, who, in his fright, promised upon oath that let it cost him what it would, he would so manage matters that the man should lose his reward. That very night, when the artificer went with Svedilfari for building stone, a mare suddenly ran out of a forest and began to neigh. The horse, being thus excited, broke loose and ran after the mare into the forest, which obliged the man also to run after his horse and thus between one and the other the night was lost, so that at dawn the work had not made the usual progress. The man, seeing that he had no other means of completing his task, resumed his own gigantic stature, and the gods now clearly perceived that it was in reality a mountain giant who had come amongst them. 
no longer regarding their oaths, they therefore called on Thor, who immediately ran to their assistance, and lifting up his mallet Mjolnir, paid the workman his wages, not with the sun and moon, and not even by sending him back to Jotunheim, for with the first blow he shattered the giant's skull to pieces, and hurled him headlong into Niflel. But shortly after, the mare bore a grey foal with eight legs. This is the horse Sleipnir, which excels all horses ever possessed by gods or men. End of section 4